Yo, what's good, everyone? Thank you for stepping into the Coach's Box. I'm your host, Coach JP3, joined by Coach Natty T, Coach Murph, and we got Coach Pace jumping in and joining us later. So we're going to begin with the king himself. We all about that paper, and so is LeBron James. LeBron James, as y'all mo most of y'all know by now, got a new contract with the Lakers, sat down with them. People are going to wonder if they were going to be able to work something out. Uh, so they agreed on a two-year, $97.1 million contract, making him the highest paid, um, obviously, with that amount of money each year. You know, if we're talking about year-to-year uh, -year stuff. So that's a big contract for him. So Coach Murph, uh, a couple questions come to mind. So with this new contract, why did he take this type of contract and – how will the Lakers do next season with LeBron having this contract? Well, <clears throat> it, it's interesting. I mean, we all know why it was a short-term deal because, I mean, his he wants to play with his son if he happens to make it to the league. Um, so it just gives him that freedom to just finish his – I mean, he's known for finishing his contracts – um, it didn't really make sense for him to go anywhere else, knowing that you could go somewhere else and your son gets drafted somewhere else and then you're trying to get out of that. Or if a team would really be willing to sign you to a short-term deal uh, like that. So in terms of how this makes, uh, you know, the Lakers is just pretty much a place gap. I don't see much happening it looks like no trades or anything are going to happen so the team is like it's younger because they picked up a bunch of you know younger players but still no like immediate factors come to mind mm -hmm. so do you feel that he should have took less money so they would have more money to build the team no because <laughs> no, it's not going to change his workload I mean no matter who they bring at the end of the day like hell they bring somebody that they brought uh you know a great talent in some an AD when he's healthy but he's not so he has to pick up that slack on top of his age on top of bringing even in bringing in somebody that never gets hurt and plays 115% all the time, but it's just a walking liability in Russ. So it doesn't matter what they bring him. It always reverts back to him carrying everything and masking everything. So, no, I don't need to change my value for y'all because I'm still going to give y'all, like, he'll probably come in, like, 26, 6, and 8, something like, <laughs> something like that. So, uh, I don't think the money really matter. Um, no matter how much he got played, I, I still feel like the the Lakers is just in a position to they'll be in the same position last year to me. Just on the fence of they could make the plan, but they probably won't. Um, so I mean, New Year, same Lakers from last year. That's all I'm saying. Gotcha, gotcha. Got you, Coach Natty T. What do you think about LeBron's new contract and expectations for the Lakers? Um, I don't care about either one, honestly. Um, <laughs> I 
I mean, I think we talked about this a few months ago. Well, not a few months ago, but when they had like that losing streak and you know, people were like, oh, LeBron's going to leave. I was like, LeBron's not leaving. It's more than just basketball for him right now being in Los Angeles. I mean, since he's been in Los Angeles the past four years, the man tripled his net worth mm-hmm. and is now a billionaire. He ain't leaving Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. That's just... The Warriors may have won, just won the championship, but LeBron still has the biggest ring right now, which is his net worth. So, and I have zero problems with that. I mean, listen, at, at this point in his career, to me, there's nothing that's really going to change um, his status in my mind. He's GOAT status, Hall of Famer, Mount Rushmore. I mean, whatever adjective you want to use for him he's there we can debate is jordan better is lebron better but to me that's the only debate mm-hmm. and i think it's kind of boring at this point because it's it's gotten to the point where it's a personal preference yeah so there's really to me lebron james doesn't have to prove anything else to me he could not make the playoffs the rest of his career. It doesn't change anything for me. He's still, I still view him as, you know, arguably one of the best players, arguably the best player to ever play the game. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this contract again, you know, the, the two-year extension is him saying, yeah, I mean, I do want to win, obviously. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, he's still competitive, but, I'm in Los Angeles and my family likes Los Angeles. Bronny's here. He's in high school here. He's finishing out his last year here. I'm not going to miss those games. Right. I'm still coaching him in AAU. I'm not going to miss those games. Um, and those things are important to him as they should be. Mm-hmm. So I have zero issues with it. I think those that have a problem with it, a la the you know the usual suspects, the Skip Baylesses of the world, that's going to try to turn that into oh he's not competitive because he <laughs> whatever dude. I mean he's LeBron James is, is is LeBron freaking James at this point. So to me it doesn't really matter um, as far as the Lakers go. They could make the playoffs. I, I don't see them as a serious contender at this point because again. As great as LeBron is, at this point, he needs AD needs to be the number one on the team. He needs to be the 1A for them to win a championship. He needs to be the MVP candidate for them to win a championship. And I don't trust him. And the rest of the roster, yeah. <laughs> Mad mediocre. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so this isn't LeBron, you know, five, six years ago where he could carry the whole team on his back. I mean, last year he played well, but remember, even in those games where he had like the big, at least offensive output, he had to take a whole game off in between. Yeah. <laughs> so you can't expect him to try to do what he did when he was in Cleveland the first time, Miami, and then Cleveland the second time. He's just not, you know, he's not capable of doing that anymore. Not to, not necessarily because of his skill, but just because he's older. Mm. And it happens. Yeah. Um, so, you know, unless AD wakes up, Lakers aren't really going to be that much different from what they were last year. So, Gotcha. 
Gotcha. That's my opinion. Coach Pace, what are you thinking about LeBron's new contract and the Lakers' chances uh, next season? It's well deserving. I don't. I mean, you don't suck after you sign a contract, unless the Lord decides to come down here and be their six man. But outside of that, man, I think think, it's cool. I I don't really. I'm indifferent about it because I'm like, all right, perfectly to where, like, at the end of them two years, he can go with Bronny wherever you want to be with. So that's really the main goal of it. Um, but for the most part, I still think they're going to suck next year. So it really don't make a difference for me. They still got Westbrook. So eh, <laughs> AD still going to get hurt by December. So, I mean, hey, at this point, I don't know what they're doing over there. Yeah. Yeah, man. I I, I like this for LeBron. Like, I don't think he had to, like – it was his responsibility to take this huge pay cut. Like some people are saying, I look at it as he's, he said, I'm pretty much at the end of my career. I got one more big bag left in me. Let me go ahead and get that. Uh, And I thought it was interesting because, so there's a third year player option within his contract uh, as well. He's ineligible for a no trade clause, um, but there's a 15% salary bonus if he gets traded after that second year. I thought that was interesting because I could see LeBron doing his two years in LA and then doing a, a victory lap in Cleveland, like coming back for a victory lap. And then that would give him 15%, a 15% bonus if he were to go and leave LA just for one season. So Bronny would already have been in the league for a year and then he could wrap up his career in Cleveland or something like that. I just thought it was interesting. Like, if he had no desire to play beyond having a year with Bronny, why have a 15% bonus incentive in his contract for a third year? Uh, so I'm a little curious about that. Yeah, we'll see what happens. He's very calculated. We'll see what he's up to. Yeah. So, but yeah, the Lakers, they're still not going to go anywhere. I, I, could they have a better record than they did last year? Perhaps, perhaps, but that's low hanging fruit. Like that's like the bar is pretty low. They has, they set the bar low last year anyway. So um, they'd be lucky to get into the play in and everything like that. I just don't see, as you were mentioning, Coach Knight, if he has to take games on in between, like they were most like they were usually losing those games that he was taking off. So like he'd have a big win against a, a big team, you know, and, and drop 40, 50 points, and then they and they might win that game, right? They might win that game. And then the next game he takes on, they're going to lose anyway. So, like, it's – yeah, it's going to be interesting. Anthony Davis is definitely, I agree, the key to this season for them. If he finds a way to play at least 65 games, I think they have a decent shot of sliding into the playoffs. But <laughs> I know Coach Pace, you looking at me like, that's not going to happen. Yeah, AD stands for always doubtful. I get it. Like it, uh, he's not never gonna play. Nickname is Street Clothes. But yeah, that's their only hope. Really making a run at anything this year because as currently constructed, they're not the best team in their own city. Let alone the state. Let alone the NBA. <laughs> so they have a lot of uh, levels to to go through this season. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, season starts in October, and 
Got some nice matchups going on that we're going to talk about in future episodes. Now, we're going to do a little would you rather. And, you know, we got to give the defensive players some love. You know, we always talk about quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers. And when we do talk about defenses, we talk about defenses as a collective. But today, we're going to talk about uh, would you rather with Jalen Ramsey. And uh, with that is showing him some love and seeing who will we take, if anyone, over Jalen Ramsey. So we, we know he had some uh, some hiccups in the Super Bowl, stuff like that, but they still won, and he's still one of the best in the league. All right, so we're going to do a little Would You Rather. We're going to start with uh, Coach Pace here, Jalen Ramsey or Stephon Gilmore. Now? Right, right now. Oh, Jalen. Okay, no more. Yeah, yeah. You would have had me. Right now, Jalen. Okay, Natty. No, saying I was thinking the same thing you were thinking, uh, Coach Pace, because I was like, I mean, are we talking like careers or <laughs> or like right now? But yeah, I'm Jalen Ramsey right now. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah, that. Yeah, because Gilmore. That was a that was a bad bad right there. He's good, man. He he's really good. Well, I mean, we'll see what with how everything pans out after this, but yeah. Uh, boy. Jalen Ramsey or Jair Alexander. Jair's also a bad boy. I'm biased. So I'm gonna pick Jalen, but I if you gave me the option, if somebody had the first pick over me and I had to pick the second, I'm picking him. So it's not like a it's like a one A one B. I I don't like Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> Coach Nighty, this is a, this is our this is a tough one. Um. I, I would still go. I would still go Jalen at this point, um, because really, I mean, as good as Jair is, I mean, he really had like that twenty twenty season was fantastic. I say he fell off last year, but you know, Jalen's been you know he's had back to back to back to back years where he's been like all pro, like that's that's hard to do, and I don't really see him slowing down. Um, so I'll I'll go. I'll give the edge to Jayla. Okay. Jayla Ramsey or Marlon Humphrey? Jalen, Marlon is going to take way too much. I'm sorry. Marlon be getting cooked way too much. So he, he, listen, I love him, but nah. That's fair. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> All right. Yeah, man. That dude be. Yeah, his heavy gone, man. <laughs> like, would you be Mr. Humphrey, man? Yeah, he'd be wilding out too much. Because he got talent, he got a lot of talent, a lot of skills. Sometimes I just like I think his focus, his focus is an issue. Yeah. Well, the thing is, and ironically, both of the Ravens corners are a bit like because Peter's the same way. Mm-hmm. It's like, bro, where do you go on the next one? Because <laughs> sometimes he you just be like, Peters, what are you doing? And then like maybe the next quarter, he makes a beautiful read and will pick it off and take it to the house. I'm like, bro, yeah. like, what? What is wrong with you? Yeah, them dudes is wild, man. 
definition of a gambler, though. That is literally his MO is a gambler. Yeah. That's very true. Very true. All right. I Coach Pace, I think you'll like this one. Jalen Ramsey or Xavier Howard? That boy nice. He nice. Mm-hmm. I figured this will be a harder, harder one. I like a guy that can turn the ball and they can give me a bad technique from that. Yeah, because if we go on with uh, what's his name, Diggs, and I don't like nothing he's doing out there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't care if he got me 11 picks. I'm going to be honest with you. You, you can't even be giving up a bad guy with 10 picks on you. Power and. Oh, another one. Um, I'm gonna just say I don't really have a reason why. I'm gonna just say Jalen. I don't have a good enough reason to pick either one. I'm gonna just say Jalen because he's been doing it since he's been in the league. I don't know. I don't. I, that's so hard. That's so hard. That's so hard. Yeah. Coach Natty T. No, I would I would still give a slight edge to to Jalen. Um it's 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 tough, but I, I would still give the slight edge to, to Jalen just because I think he's he's more of a shutdown corner, if you will. Whereas I do think um, you know, Xavier would kind of you know, get more forced fumbles. I think he's a bit more physical, I would say. Mm-hmm. But I I guess it's more of a personal preference because I think as a corner, I just I kind of lean towards the guys who like, all right, you go on him and shut him down. Like I so I I, I lean towards that more. So that's why I'm gonna go with Jalen. But if you said if you had a preference for, you know, Xavion, I mean, I wouldn't argue with you. But I just think he's a bit more He's more of like a physical, like, you know, I'll knock the ball at your hands while you're running tight. You know, he'll do that, and he can get interceptions, but um, I don't know, I'll just go with Jalen. Yeah, okay. Um, slightly. Slightly, okay. But I think those are probably – those to me, those are the two best in the league right now, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I, w- I wouldn't be mad at that. I, I think, yeah, because – Howard doesn't get the respect he deserves uh, a lot. It, it might be because he's he's you know where he is, where he's playing. Yeah. And if the team does better, I think he's going to get highlighted more. Yeah, he'll get he'll definitely get highlighted more for sure. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I I would I think those are the two best in the game. I put Jalen number one. He's number two, honestly. Okay. Jalen Ramsey or Darius Slay. Had a little, a couple lost years. Yeah, like one or two lost years. That's why I can't even give it to him. But doing his thing. First year he struggled, but ever since then, I, I have no complaints. But I'm still going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go on, Ramsey. Okay, he's the Jalen. Go ahead. No, I'm saying he's. I, I think he's. It's, it's Ramsey for me. Ramsey. All right, uh, Jalen Ramsey or J.C. Jackson. They they gave him a lot. Of, Chargers gave him a lot of bread. They gave him a nice five year contract. 
don't think the the Jaycee Holland. Jaycee doesn't follow. I'm not. I'm not actually sure. Um, so the Patriots. I don't think Patriots. The Patriots did with Gilmore. They followed with Gilmore, but I don't think they followed with anybody else. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I have to do more research on JC. Where he been? How long he been there? Two or three years. Like he's been really good for about two two years. About about two yeah two to three years. Twenty twenty one was a big season for him. Uh, he mm-hmm. led led the NFL in pass breakups, uh, and he's had double digits in that category the last three seasons. And they did mm-hmm. five year eighty two point five million dollar contract. Okay, I would say I would I would have to do a little bit more research. But the lot see the problem is the longevity game. Like when you do it over when you. What is it, six time out there? Like, I mean, that makes it really, really hard. So I'm, I'm going to go Jalen because he's got a lot of people beating the longevity. He's been consistent for six, seven years. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Everybody in agree Jalen over JC? Yeah, I got Jalen over JC. Okay. Jalen Ramsey or Carlton Davis? Right. <laughs> that was pretty yeah yeah Jalen Ramsey and last night I, I had to show I had to show this guy love us I, I just saw his uh pivot episode uh, a couple days ago Jalen Ramsey or Denzel Ward thank god you didn't pick a guy I was thinking of lord Jesus <laughs> dude that I probably would have picked over Jalen but he don't even play the same position as him I ain't gonna get into that I'm picking Jalen. I like Denzel Ward, but he just got to be more consistent because he show up, he's spotty. He show up against the Cincy receivers, but then sometimes he won't show up against others. Then again, he might not get the same amount of balls, but he's just not as much of a shutdown guy as I think, I think most of Lattimore is better than him because he's more consistent. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the better Technical corner is Denzel. My time is more consistent with the shut down guy. Any follow. Gotcha. So, who did you think I was going to say? But if you would have said Jalen Ramsey or Derwin James, we would have had a very big issue around here. Yes. Because I wouldn't have. I would. I just feel like you know what you can have it. Have it yeah. I don't know this one. I really don't. The funny thing is, I I went with JC because Derwin's a safety. I was like, technically, that's not fair for me to compare a safety to a DB. Um, but I did want to hear your thoughts quickly. Did you? Do you, so I assume you you uh, agree that he deserved that contract they just gave him. So he actually deserved five years. What four years? Yeah, it was what is it four year? Let me look. Yeah, but it makes him the highest pay in history at, at the safety position. Hmm. So you can put him, you can put him at safety, right? Hmm. Also starting down a nickel. Yeah, you need your best wide receiver who's on the top. But then you can also put him as a tight end or a running back. 
So he's struggling three positions in itself right there, and he does it really, really well. And if he really needed an emergency corner, he'll probably do that. So true. Yeah. Very well. Yes. It's a four year seventy-six million dollar contract. He did play what was he? All pro, first team all pro. So it's like, bro. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he I think he earned earned that money. Uh but yeah, all right, go ahead, Coach 19. Oh, I got I got the other Ramsey. Um I think the one name I thought you were gonna say was uh was Marshawn Lattimore. Yeah, I think he's because to me, like Lattimore, um, you know Howard and Ramsey, I think that's your creamier crop, in my opinion, at quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want well, I want to ask y'all. So as far as uh, Patrick Sertan, the second, mm-hmm. is he? Do you think he can crack that? Or maybe maybe think he's already in that top, you know, 10-ish corners. But is he – because I think he could potentially be, like, that next, you know, Jalen Ramsey-esque player in the league. But is that – you think that's overhyped or you think he has that potential? He thinks he got to do it. They already kind of count them, and I'm like, bro, that's not the best way to be going. You're pretty good. But like, listen, dude, you have a rookie You need some longevity. Top five is tough to crack. Top three, top three is damn near impossible. Yeah. Um, you got Dale. been doing a while. You got Trey White, and we didn't even talk about him. I heard you that today. Yeah, Dyer, who's up and coming, and then you got Marshawn. Like those, are, like those are dudes. I mean, like they did, like come on, man. That's they doing some tough. They're doing it. Some of them just been started, but some of them been doing it for five plus years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does he have the potential? I, I, I think he does have the potential. But I think he's still a, a ways off. I, I have him closer to like my top 20, like on the back end of that 20, because I think he is that good and I, I believe in his talent. But as, as Coach Pace was saying, like he still hasn't passed Tredavious White territory yet. You know, so like if you got to get through him and Jair and, and, and Denzel and, um, you know, Marshawn, uh, even Marlon, what we were talking about before, uh, you know, Byron Jones, like, you know, there's a lot of people that I think he, he uh, is still behind, but Hey, I, I maybe fast forward a couple of years now, maybe we are talking about, you know, top, top seven, top five territory for him. So what well, if he gets like an all pro this year, you think that book that you think that. That could be from the top 10. Mm-hmm. That could be from the usually top 10. How many CDs are there? There's what four, three corners. Yeah, four corners. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the couple of guys that there are, I mean, you know, top ten. Yeah, but we don't have to get. If we want to, if we want that top rank, he's gonna be have to be all pro for the next five years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gonna buy. yeah. 
yeah, we'll see. I he is he is talented because you know I I I mean I think ultimately Dallas, you know, when I back when I was in my uh abusive relationship <laughs> with the Dallas Cowboys, I wanted them to get Sertan because I thought he could be a huge difference maker back there. But Michael Parsons is definitely panning out and they 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 struck gold with him. But as far as the back end of things in the secondary. He would have been an amazing addition because I mean his dad was really good. Yeah, I remember watching his dad play, and mm -hmm. you know, so if he's anything close to that, he's going to be just fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, well, I thought that was pretty good. Jalen got got the nod on pretty much all of them. Derwin James, because you know that one would have been a toss up. Xavier Howard was a close call there for a lot, but yeah, Jalen is still. It's still at the top. Uh, I, and I looked at a lot of the list of where, you know, media outlets are ranking DBs and Jalen is still one on almost all of those lists. So, yeah. I think it was so good to have because I think, you know, obviously the Super Bowl was somewhat of a nightmare for him. But, mm -hmm. and, you know, and usually, you know, how that can have a mind of its own. And then people are like, oh, he sucks. It's like, well, no, I mean, he had a bad game. But when you look at the totality of what he's done. I mean, you can't, it's, yeah, you know, it's undeniable. Because if you think of it as a season and playoffs, and he has his worst two games, perhaps, because did Mike Evans beat him a couple of times? Once. Yeah, he did. Yeah, because yeah. he got he him one yeah, on that yeah. go route. He got him. Got him on the go route, and then he had a rough Super Bowl. And so it's like your last kind of couple impressions of Jalen Ramsey is like, ah, man, he struggled. But he, was consistent every other game that season. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes, you know, sometimes you get beat. Yeah. I mean, Jamar Chase is that good. Yes. Mike Evans is pretty good. I mean, yeah. so, you know, sometimes you get beat. What do you got? Two games out of 20? Yeah, two yeah. bad games out of 20. I, I'll take that any day. Yeah. Yes. I, I, you know, I look at it and because when I was – um you know, watching a couple of um, uh, episodes of podcasts on TV and stuff like on uh, on YouTube, whatever. I was, you know, people are like, that's that's football. Like you beat people and then they beat you. Like that's that's just what happens is when you got ultra talented people. Uh, so, yeah, sometimes, you know, Chase and, and Boyd and and Higgins, they're going to get the best of, uh, of of a secondary. They're going to get the best of those guys because they're that good. But best believe that the the folks in the secondary, you know, your Jalen Ramseys and your Jair Alexanders, they're going to get a couple plays on, on, on Jamar Chase, too. Uh, so it's just a constant battle. You think of every down that they're playing against each other, something's bound to happen. Someone's going to win a battle this play, and a couple plays later, someone else will win the battle. Uh, and then sometimes it's not – it's about, you know, when I watch games, I look at what isn't happening and not always what is happening. So if I look at a corner and I'm like, man, they haven't even really thrown the ball over there that much. So that DB isn't going to get a bunch of stats that game, but the quarterback probably wasn't throwing over there because the coverage was beautiful. Like, so he's not going to force anything. So it, it's just, we, I, I think we have to be really, um, uh, 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 we have to be very observational when it comes to those type of matchups because it's not always going to be the stats that the the defense comes out with, uh, but sometimes it's just limiting and saying I'm taking away the quarterback's first option. So T Higgins had a great game because 
Jamar Chase was slowed down for a lot of part, you know, part of that game by a DB, like just as an example. So I, I think that's that's a win for a DB, even though people aren't going to be like, oh, man, you see that intercept, you know, no interception happened, no forced fumble happened. But the guy couldn't beat him. So, yeah, no, to your point, too, I think. I think football is obviously football is a great sport, but I think sometimes the, when we watch it on TV, it does it a disservice. Because in Coach Pace, you'll probably agree with this. You don't get to see the whole field on what's going on from a coverage standpoint. Because a lot of times we'll see it and it's like, oh, so-and-so just got beat. Well, not necessarily. Sometimes it's like he was expecting help from the corner. Mm-hmm. Or there's a miscommunication in the coverage on the defense. Maybe a linebacker is supposed to be here and he's here and mm-hmm. the safety supposed to be here. So it makes it look like, oh, he just got beat. Right. Whereas if you see the whole picture and you break down the film, you're like, oh, I see what happened. And that's and that's partially obviously it's execution on the offensive end, but that's that's where the coaching comes in. Because you'd be able to see, oh, they're in this cover, just run this play, because that's gonna catch them off guard. And and on TV, it looks like, oh, they just got beat. Mm-hmm. And it's all it takes is just that split second of, okay, my guy's supposed to be here, and then you turn your head and he's not there and the ball's gone. And it looks like you just got beat. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of things like that that happen on, on in football. And yeah. it's like, you know, the media just runs with it and everybody just runs with it. And then, you know, the, the clips on social media start going. But yeah. it's like, well, you didn't really get to see the whole field and the whole play. So, you know, that happens a lot. That's the last thing that you can You can decide the last thing that you can pretty much. Mm-hmm. To have the ball for no more than three, three and a half seconds. Yeah. First three, three and a half seconds. And then everybody zooms out. And while Joe Burrow's getting thrown down, you see Chase on a butt naked and Jalen. Well, guess what? Jalen did his job because Aaron Donald's supposed to get there. He covered up those three, two and a half, three seconds. Yep. And, you know, Jamal might have been- hit him with a double move. And guess what? The double move was a little bit too late. And, yeah. you know, things happen. So he did his job. It just looks like, oh, well, we zoom out. Oh, Jalen, Jalen got burnt again. No, Jalen <laughs> might have just did his job and he tried to extend the play. Jamar got up the field and he slipped or mm-hmm. didn't know he was that way. Yes. Because I, I, and I, I'm so glad you brought that up, Coach Pace. I was, I was going to say that too. Like the other, the other part is, yeah, extended plays. Like, so as a DB, I'm like, okay, cool. I recognize this route. I'm paying attention to footwork. I'm paying attention to habits that they've done throughout the game. I could cover beautifully for like three seconds, maybe even three and a half. But quarterback starts scrambling around, and I got to try to cover this guy for five, six, seven, eight seconds. Like, not like, because now we're freestyling, right? Because they're trying to get open, and now it's harder for me to anticipate. So I have to try to watch where is the quarterback now that the play is broken down. And where is my receiver now? So that I have to try to play both of those people more uh, attentively now because the play has broken down and it becomes backyard football. And so, yeah, big plays happen on those time at those times because all of your um, your kind of film studies and stuff that you do on certain plays and habits goes out the window. Now it's like I just got I just kind of try to keep up with this brother now. Like you know, I just kind. Of, so and sometimes sometimes you get smoked on those plays. So yeah, I'm really glad you brought up Coach Pace. Uh, uh, so yeah, I agree um, with what both of you said about 
um, you know, you got the you got the broken plays or you got the, hey, I thought I had some help and you weren't there because you'll see him talk about it after the play. You'll see him get upset with you. Like, bro, like, where was you? At? Like, I was supposed to cover this and I was going to pass him over to you and he wasn't there. So now, now he's 10 yards ahead of me. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Good stuff, guys, on that one. Uh, you know, this, this has been in the media a lot, too. And so we thought we've been covering it. Uh, throughout the process and so now that um, another ruling is in the Deshaun Watson case we thought we'd just share a few words here for that uh, so as you know Watson uh, now has an 11 game suspension and a five million dollar um, fine there uh, and so uh, we're looking at a lot of the debate is was this a fair punishment did the NFL do a good job here was it an unfair punishment some people were indifferent about it and I tell you, for those of you that got a chance to watch some of the uh, debate shows this morning, things got very heated, uh, especially on first take. And so I, I, I kind of look at this um, as just a huge turnover. I think everyone in this situation fumbled to some capacity. Uh, I, You know, you look at, and I'll try to keep this concise for the sake of the show, but you have this whole procedural change that the NFL has gone through. Like Roger Goodell used to just, it just go to him. He make the decision. Boom. That's what it is. And then people are like, ah, man, you know, he's dropping a hammer too hard on these people. And he shouldn't be the end all be all like that. He shouldn't, we need to bring in a third party. Uh, you know, that that's not biased because Roger Goodell at the end of the day, his bosses are the uh, owners. So he's going to always have that in mind. So we need someone that doesn't really have, much ramifications based on their decision. So Judge Suell Robinson enters in this situation to cover the case. And in her paraphrasing uh, what she put into the, into the documents that the NFL has really failed to create an infrastructure for a case like this. So it didn't give her a lot to build off of, to go off of. Now, what I personally have wished that she did a little bit harsher on there to like, Hey, well, you don't have the president where I'm going to set the precedent for you. I, that, that would have been nice to, for her to go a little bit harsher on that, but I understand why she did what she did because ultimately it's up to the NFL to be like, okay, we have these situations. We have clear cut policies when it comes to other things like, you know, you know, cheating and, and gambling and stuff like that, substance abuse policies. Those are pretty, those are pretty detailed. Like they did a good job on those type things. And she's basically challenging the NFL to say, you need to make just as clear policy for something like this. So I can only go, if I'm going based on what the precedent you've set, it's going to be six games. Now, you can do what you want from here, but this is all I got based on. But and then she outlined there is enough here to have a, a strong case, you know, with, 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 with some with some sexual misconduct here. There's 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 definitely something here. But you need I'm not going to bail you out. You need to put this within your infrastructure. And so the NFL, in my opinion, decided to turn it over and try to look like the virtuous ones and say, oh, six game we're no we're going for the whole season that's what we wanted from the start right and i knew once this happened and it was going to be appealed and all that kind of stuff and then the players association got involved 
And you think, what is the players association? What is their job? Right. The, the players, right. To support the players, to back up the players. So it's like, we always have to think about who has what to gain, who has what to lose in each of these different parts of this situation. And so for the players association, I wasn't surprised at all about that. Uh, and so 11 games, is that enough in my opinion? No, I what would be enough. I, I have a tough time answering that quite honestly, what would be. I don't know if there's anything that would quite satisfy the masses out here. So they, you know, shouldn't try to satisfy the masses, but you should try to do the best of your ability, which you feel is right. Uh, and I don't think the NFL did, did that. Uh, and so you see the Texans come out with a, a, a statement, right? Because they're, what do they have to gain? What do they have to lose? All right, well, we need to make sure that we distance ourselves from this conduct. So yeah, we didn't know nothing about this. Yeah, he did have like 60 something different massage therapists, but uh, yeah, we we didn't know about that. And, you know, uh, there, we, there's no paper trail, you know, there's no receipts that say that we did know about that. So we can we can deny this in the situation. And in their statement, they went a little bit stronger because they really didn't have a lot of, they didn't have any blame on them. So they could just be like, oh yeah, this was terrible and, and everything like that. So I, I think if you look at each of these parties and then if you throw in Deshaun Watson, I don't know who's coaching that brother to talk to the media, but they need to be fired immediately. Okay. Because that half-ass apology that he gave yesterday was absolutely ridiculous. Like it, your character and behavior is already in question. And then you're gonna come out and basically be like, I'm sorry that people got triggered by this situation. And then the reporter's like, are you apologizing to the women? He's like, I'm apologizing to everybody. I'm, I'm including you, I'm apologizing to this. It, whoever was triggered by the situation, but I maintain my innocence. And it's like, do those those sentences really don't go together? Do it because it's not like you're admitting to saying, "Hey, I don't do what you all think I did, but I could have conducted myself better." And this is why I'd have had more respect for him if he'd have just been like, "Yeah, you know." In, in those moments, I really wasn't thinking about the different layers of consent. I was thinking about, you know, this is what I wanted to happen to him, and as long as I don't you know, whether it's it's rape or anything like that, as long as I don't do that, I'm fine. Because that's how a lot of people view consent. But it's also these layers, the way that you speak to a person, unwanted touching, all those things go into misconduct. And so if he would have been honest and he said, well, yeah, with some of them I, I did um, do, I did touch them and they did not receive that well. And if they told me to stop, I, I still pursued it, but then I backed off because I didn't, you know, after they said no a couple of times, but you still broke the consent barrier. And he's not wanting to do that because he doesn't want to open up himself to any further lit litigation, which he could if he said too much. So then he's not going to, he's just going to double down and not say anything at all. So that's just kind of how I felt. I just felt like all the parties involved really fumbled this situation. Uh, and for, uh, the people that were directly affected by this situation, I just felt, I just feel like because of the fumbling going on that it just, it, it didn't do justice for them. 
And I don't think it, and there's no infrastructure that's going to teach anyone not to do stuff like that again. And why? Because we're not having the conversation of what it is because he's saying there's nothing. And there should be some precedent set to say these things qualify as sexual misconduct. You know, I worked out of college, you know, before I moved on with my career. And there were times where our coaching staff, you know, we had players, they had to go through these different types of trainings to be able to understand no means no. Regardless of who you are or what you thought was going to happen, if they say no, then that means no. And because not everyone uh, uh, respects that or understands that, stuff happens. And that's the conversation that's getting lost in all of this because Deshaun's saying, no, I didn't do anything. And everyone is virtue signaling and pointing fingers at each other in the situation. So no true justice and no true prevention from further activity is happening right now. And that's the real sad part of the situation. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, I, I'm not going to dive too much into it because there's a whole lot of layers you just unpacked and I don't want to take up too much time. But, uh, so I'm going to just look at it from this perspective. Everybody, so everybody's lying about something because it's just not adding up for me. Okay, Deshaun, we know he's guilty. He's sick. Like, he's sick. Him and himself needs help. Okay. Okay, so my issue with this is I went to massage school. So I'm going to speak from what I was learned, taught in massage schools. If everybody is a massage therapist, they go in this into detail. Your license, all that. Mm-hmm. You have to take background checks. Now, my group chat as well, but being a massage therapist and, you know, I don't know if some of these women were performing acts, you know, uh, sex, like sex worker acts, like, all right, I'm going to give you a massage, but I'm going to give you a happy ending. I don't know if that's the case, because if that's the case, you're a sex worker. You're not a masseuse. There's, there's, there's a code of conduct that you're supposed to follow. If Deshaun Watson puts you in an uncompromising situation, like has you do something inappropriate, you have all proper, you have I guess, all the ability to walk out and say, I don't want to serve you. In any way that someone is putting your professional boundaries in jeopardy, you have every right to walk out and say, I, did, I don't want to take your services anymore. No, no. I say you were a bad masseuse. Hey, listen, if me standing on my ground is me being a bad masseuse, then hey, I'm a terrible masseuse. But whatever happened behind closed doors, I don't know what happened. I don't know who performed after the massage, during the massages. I don't know anything. Investigation says, I don't know, like, literally the only people that know are Deshaun Watson, and the 66 people were increased and decreased so much. I don't even know what's what and what. All I know is it got up to 66 and then 23 out of 24 settled. Mm-hmm. Which is a little weird. Whatever. I'm going to flip it. 
Can we focus on the Houston Texans, though? Okay. How is they skating out of this? How? Deshaun Watson take all the brunt, but the Houston Texans, all of a sudden, they want to, as soon as Deshaun Watson released the uh, ask for a trade, they want to release all these women. Wait a minute, bro. And then y'all say y'all ain't got no connection to it? Make it make sense. How all of a sudden y'all ain't got no connection when you just released it? Make it make sense. They had ain't nobody going to focus on it. They had make no. It. Bro, y'all was the, all of a sudden, they signed Indy. I don't even know if they signed NDA. Some of them probably signed NDA. Some of them didn't. But regardless, y'all knew it. Y'all knew he was a sicko. Yeah. Give y'all y'all way, and then all of a sudden, oh well, on the door we about to throw some smut on your name and have all these women come out. Well, if they true or not, how's they escaping this? None of the talk shows really talked about that. I was on first. I was watching first take. They ain't really mention that. No. No. How is Houston escaping all this? And it's just like, hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Well, literally the enablers. This to go on, and then Deshaun wasn't who's sick. I get it. He takes the brunt of it. No, 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 no. Whoever enabled him to do all this needs to be taken just as much as Deshaun. Oh. I think national media is doing a terrible, terrible job. That was really good for the crooks into the bottom of everything because they letting Houston ride off into the sunset like nothing happened and they oblivious. Like no, bro, that's that's unacceptable. Mm-hmm. And y'all not doing them women no justice, even though y'all want to talk on the talk show, talk about oh get Deshaun Watson up out of there, year take away his crit. Nah, bro, Houston need the Texans need to be so like if we really getting down to it, y'all know nah, y'all want to take Deshaun Watson for your way. Tell Houston to give up that team there. Nah, that's a good one. And that's exactly why I brought them up. Is because you're absolutely right. No, nobody's saying anything about them anymore. You know, so they look like the virtuous one because they put out a strong statement. And they, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Coach Natty T, our our insider, our our NFL insider here. What what do you make of all this, man? Uh, well, to piggyback off your point, Coach Pace. What's God? Nobody has discussed out of the 67, 23, not the 24 that Deshaun settled with, but there's an additional 23 that settled with the Houston Texans. Why? Because the owner of the Houston Texans owns the hotel that Deshaun was having all these massages in. But nobody seems to be reporting that. Exactly. Um, Come on, man. But I digress. But I do want to keep my focus on Deshaun Watson because I think he's a dumbass. <laughs> Coach Pace, you mentioned it. Like I, I don't want to sound, I, you know, I don't want to be insensitive to, you know, the females or anybody that's been a victim of, you know, sexual assault or sexual misconduct. Because I totally get that and, and sympathetic to that. But. As y'all know, I like to live in the practical world that we live in. We can be idealistic, and that's fine. And yes, the right answer should be, hey, Deshaun, you really shouldn't treat these women the way you do. But the reality is, should I go? Yeah, I'll go here. Deshaun Watson is not the only male professional athlete that has this going on. I just know that for a fact. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Because here's the thing. Coach Pace, you mentioned it. NDAs. Very simple. Now, that doesn't give you a right to sexually assault people. Right. But all the other male athletes, that's what they do. They have non-disclosure agreements. Now, Deshaun, I don't know why you decided to be a dumbass and not have non-disclosure agreements. Because for one, you're a professional athlete, a high-profile professional athlete, reaching out to 67 different massage therapists on Instagram. Right. Red flag number one. That is red flag. Red flag number two. You were that reckless with what you wanted. You didn't even have them sign non-disclosure agreements before they even entered the room. Dumbass. Number three, Coach Pace or Coach JP3, you mentioned it. Why are you still trying to say, oh, my innocence? Shut up, you dumbass. Mm -hmm. At this point, at this point, after the past six, seven months, I don't want to hear your mouth. Pay the damn fine. Take your suspension. Focus on football right now. Say you, you said your apologies. I'm sorry for making you know the women feel uncomfortable. That's it. That's all I want to hear from you. I don't want to hear your mouth anymore, man. Shut the hell up. Because he made it worse during this last press conference. Just shut. Even if that's what you think, shut the hell up. Okay. Mm. So if it was me, just off of that simple fact, if I was Roger Gill, I would have fined his ass twenty million dollars just for the stupid tax. Mm-hmm. Well, y'all ever look at his face when he smiles? He got a predatory eye. Now <laughs> I don't like to be judging people, but he got that real, real predatory eye. Yeah, man. Okay, one eye is low, one eye is high. He <laughs> look real predatory. I don't know if y'all noticed. Everybody that's listening, go look at him. Go look at him in the. He got a predatory eye. Oh, he does. Oh, he does. That's why I think he's a dumbass. And I said this from the beginning. He should have settled from the beginning. Because what happens, and plenty of other athletes have had to do this, unfortunately. Again, the right answer should be, hey, these guys should treat women correctly. But they don't. But what happens in these particular cases um, I forgot the guy's first name, but his last name is Busby, the, law- the lawyer that's representing all the, the 25 women. Yes. And I know this for a fact because he did go to Deshaun and his folks and said, I mean, this was way before the story came out. I said, hey, Deshaun, you know, showed him all the evidence that he had as far as like the paper trail and the travel records and all that. I was like, hey, um, you know, we have these women here. We're willing to sell them. And the key about the timing of that is, is the protocol of what happens. It's not necessarily legal, but it's just kind of like just the protocol of what happens in in these particular situations is it'll say, hey, if you settle now, we'll all sign a non-disclosure agreement and it won't even come out. Mm -hmm. For example, um, this is slightly different, but I'm, I know you know we've heard Vince McMahon is stepping down from the WWE. Yeah, and you know I, I don't know if everybody knows the details of it, but you know part of it was this investigation into this money that he paid to women. This was back like in the late '80s mm. for similar Deshaun Watson sort of accusations, right? 
Now, this one is slightly different because the only reason why it came out was because he used like the WWE funds to pay it. Mm. So that's why, like, when the board came out with it, they're like, well, we can come out with it because he basically used the company's money yeah. to pay off these women. Mm. Now, if he would have paid, if he would have just used it from his own bank account, we would have never known about it. And again, I'm going to reiterate, I'm not trying to advocate for dudes trying to do stuff dirt in, in, you know, in the dark, but it's just the reality. I mean, if the WWE never released that, we never would have heard about these women. Mm hmm. So this is why, for me, I think Deshaun Watson is a complete dumbass. Because, bruh, you knew what you were doing. Again, to say sexual assault or rape, let's just go ahead and put it out there. That's what sexual assault is. Mm. Yeah, may, uh, I mean, yeah, okay. But you knew damn well. You, you're predatory in nature. You know damn well when you reached out to these 67 different massage therapists, you was definitely trying to get more than a massage. Like, let's just let's just stop the BS here. And he thought because of who he is and the money he has, his stature, that they would just acquiesce to whatever his requests were. But this is why he's a dumbass. And I'm going to ask both of y'all a question. Because maybe I miss it. Because, you know, I ain't on social media. And I'm not necessarily talking about people who are retired or on ESPN and on FS1 and actually are on these shows that have to speak to it. Mm -hmm. I'm talking active players. Did did you hear anybody give an opinion about yeah. it? Any tweets? Everybody keeping Instagram posts? Wasn't everybody really kind of eerily silent? Yes. And players usually like to just have random opinions about situations on Twitter when stuff in the NFL goes down, huh? Yes, they get outraged about almost everything. You're always going to find a pocket of people who get outraged about everything. Isn't it suspiciously? Did you guys find it kind of weird that nobody had anything to say? Mm -hmm. Like, nobody? Right. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Because they all Ooh. have non-disclosure agreements, damn it. They all know Deshaun Watts is a dumbass. They're like, bro, you should have just had them sign the piece of paper before they came in there. Listen, man, I knew he was guilty when I... I'm not going to... I know we got kids that listen. Listen, tell you. I knew he was guilty when I seen that Mia Khalifa video in a gown. She was in all pink. Now, if y'all don't know who Mia Khalifa is, I don't recommend you looking her up. But she's a well-respected young lady now. I will say how she got my her fame story. But you know, in your spare time, you might need a private browser. I'm just saying. Who me and Khalifa was? Go mm -hmm. ahead and look and tell me if Deshaun Watson is not a sicko when you look up that video of him playing basketball with me and Khalifa in his house. That's how I knew dude was guilty. He guilty. is guilty. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Guilty. So, you know, so that's my opinion on it from oh, Deshaun. And officially, I'm going to call him dumbass Watson from now on mm -hmm. just for that. Yeah. Again, I'm gonna reiterate it. I'm not advocating for you know men to necessarily take advantage of women because of that. What I am saying is we have to live in a practical society, okay? And I'm trying to tell y'all 75, 80% male athletes have had similar situations and either paid it up front 
had the non-disclosure agreements. So we don't hear about it. Why, Deshaun, you think you're special enough to try to go beyond that? You're a dumbass. And I would have, again, I would have found, found him like $20 million just for that. Because Roger Goodell knows, the NFL knows what the players are doing. Mm-hmm. They know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was Roger Goodell. I'm like, just for the simple fact that you're so dumb and you let it get this far, I'm going to find you $20 million. Because you gave me a headache. Now you got my name in this. Mm-hmm. Now you're making me look bad. Do you think that's why the NFL PA fought back so hard not to for a a longer sentence and so they compromised on 11 yes it's because those players are like oh shoot (laughs) and that was my last point because if you notice because and you and you laid it out pretty well in terms of the process and why we got to this point in terms of the process right because in the past the players associate oh roger goodell has so much power this oh this that and the third he shouldn't be allowed to do that if from the beginning, wasn't it kind of weird that they were so cooperative on this particular case? Right. Why is that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why is it on this particular case, all the athletes were very, very silent on this one? Yeah. Even after, because, and to your point on the process, they created this whole new process of going to an arbitrator. So, they wouldn't have to appeal. So the fact that the NFLPA was okay with Roger Goodell appealing it mm-hmm. and doubling the suspension of games and giving him the most fine money ever. Remember, the Patriots, for the cheating scandal, for Deflate Gate, for Spy Gate, they got fined $1 million. That was an organization. Mm-hmm. Stephen Ross just got fined $1 million for basically saying, hey, <laughs> I'll pay you if you lose games. He got fined $1 million. Mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson got fined $5 million. Yeah. And I don't... That tells you. And the optics of the... And, and, and this is what bothers me too, is that the optics of this look really bad because guess who they're playing, the Browns are playing in the first game. Houston, Texas. They know that's a ratings draw. Exactly. Because this, this is going to be my final point. So, <laughs> so six games was what they had, had, we were working with at first. So if you go to put that, usually throughout a negotiation, you try to split the difference. So that leaves you with 11 games to work with to try to say, all right, can we get more than six games? We have 11 more games that need to be accounted for. Now, that leaves you in the middle at 5.5 because you can't split 11 perfectly in half. But that leaves you at 5.5. They could have went to 12 games and sincerely doubled what they they put down. Well, I'm going to give you all a little inside information. It was supposed to be 10. Mm. They made it 11 because guess who they played before they play the Houston Texans? Hmm. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, God. And they did not want that around Tom Brady at all. They did not want that associated. They did not want that game to be his first game back. They did not want to do it. So they said, let's do 11. Mm-hmm. I'm just telling you. That makes so sense. It's, 
Yeah. So again, I mean, it's, 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 it's unfortunate, but it's just the reality, man. It's, the NFL is a, is, is a, is a public billion dollar corporation. Yeah. So, you know, as long as they're able to satisfy the sponsors, the TV networks, mm-hmm. um, I think the general public, as I think, as you said, you know, Coach JB3, I mean, there's not really a ruling that's going to satisfy everybody. So I, I, I'm not even going to really speak to the the fine and the games itself because, I mean, you know, some people are going to be mad, some people are going to be okay, some people are going to be indifferent, as you said. So I, I just don't really know if there is a right answer. Um, and to be even further honest on that, like the fact that he got the contract that he got from the Browns, mm-hmm. To me, that's the crux of the anger. Yeah. Because he's already get I mean, he's already got like the most guaranteed money ever. Yeah. Before they even finished the Before they even finished it out. So I don't really don't think there's a punish after that. I really don't think there's a punishment that you can really be like, oh, that's so I mean, so to me, that's the crux of the of the issue there. Mm-hmm. Um, but but again, man, like I said. I know, I know what I said may be controversial because the 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 right answer should be, Coach Natty's T should be saying, "Hey, Sean Watson shouldn't be do that because it's wrong." That's how I'm gonna raise my son. But I'm just trying to tell y'all, man. <laughs> the man, I just I don't understand how you can be that stupid, knowing, knowing the environment we're in now, knowing the world that we live in now. Knowing that it's more of a me too type of situation now, like the fact that you are that dumb, and the fact that you are that ignorant and that arrogant, the thing that you was just gonna get away with it. Again, I would have found find him twenty million dollars just for that, just for being a dumbass. Mm. So that's why from now on, I'm calling him dumbass Watson. I'm not calling him Deshaun. I'm calling him dumbass Watson. Yeah, I yes, and I so I'm just like, bro, like, dude, like, you guilty, bro, like, shut the hell up. I I like the dynamics of this conversation because I think we each present different, um, none of us are condoning anything, but we're looking at the situation from different sides, you know, because there's a business angle. There's the moral angle. And then there is a, this, you're not doing things logically angle. Like, and so there's all these things. And that's what makes this situation so layered. And that's why I was thinking, man, everybody fumbled in this situation. Like, my opinion. Uh, Uh, But it still comes back to Deshaun and me. Because again, yeah. Again, not condoning it, but I'm just saying, like, this, this whole past seven months wouldn't have happened. Right, because it, because like if he was just and it's smarter. safe for him to do it. So even someone, because I know Deshaun this did whatever it is he did it right. So multiple times, but for folks that wouldn't that wouldn't even cross their minds to do that. So mm-hmm. any athlete who is doing any type of service like that should be protecting themselves because don't open yourself up for anyone to be able to say anything about you, about you. Right. So that's what, like, if you party with Beyonce, you sign a non-disclosure, she put it in the song, right? 
she's like, I'm not, I, I don't, I'm not trying to do anything wrong. I'm not doing anything wrong here, but I don't want to give people any type of freedom to, to um, exaggerate anything that is said or done at my party because she knows people will take their liberties and run with it. And no cell phones either. If you and go no to a Beyonce party or Jay-Z party, you can't exactly. enter with a cell phone and you got to sign that non-disclosure agreement. Yes. Yes. So that's, that's, what, it, that's exactly. what they should be doing. That's what they all exactly. should be Exactly. Yes. So, so to me, Ooh, just, just the fact that he's that reckless and dumb, I mean, I'm fine with the fine. I would have fined him more just because of that. Just because you're that reckless and stupid. Mm-hmm. And you and, and it's like he still don't get it. No, he doesn't. And that's, that's the part that's I'm just like, bro, shut up, man. Damn. Yeah, man. Stop. Let's 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 he got CTE. That's maybe oh, <laughs> yes. Yes, he didn't got man, they was tearing him up at Clemson when he was yeah. playing against Bamba. What? Yeah, man. Because it, it none of the they none of the things that come out of his mouth make sense. And I was like, I know. He has to have people coaching him. So, he, but it's like that's why I want to know who are those people coaching? Because if that's what they told him to do, they need to be fired. And if not, then Deshaun needs to follow their directions to the T and stop taking these liberties of freestyling off the top of your head. Oh, how are you going to answer these questions? Because you you just made yourself look even worse. Like you know you dis and and that's why. And my take, I was approaching it from an idealistic standpoint, you know, because I, I listened to Robert Griffith III this morning and, and listened to what he had to say. You know, the NFL had a, a, a opportunity to really stand up for women here, and it did. It seemed like they took a, a, a cheap route in doing so. And and, and Molly Karam was even it was talking about it too. Her and Kimberly Martin was like, well, you know, there. Where's the policy change? That's what we need to be talking about is the NFL creating this policy so this doesn't happen again. And that someone set a precedent so athletes know, all right, I got to chill out. All right. And if I thought I was good, I'm not good. And and then, and of course, the, you know, the NDA conversation needs to come up with that. Yeah, but like all those things need to be happening. And I think because so many parties are pointing fingers at each other and they fumbled the situation, the justice in the situation isn't going to happen because what, like we need to make sure that this doesn't happen again. To, any, to anybody else and we need to make sure that those conversations so guys are 100 percent clear you may think this what this term means but it includes all of these things too and you as an athlete with millions and millions of dollars at your disposal you can get a sense of entitlement and you know what happens when you get a sense of entitlement you start to think that you're invincible and that people will do whatever you want them to do because that's what you're used to and then when someone tells you no, you decide to take your own liberties and that enables you to have to cross a line with some people. Some people, you know, he could have brought therapists in there and they liked it. They'd have been like, all right, yeah, that's, that's, that's fine with me. They consented to that. Then that's fine. There's no issue there. But for the ones that didn't, Deshaun, you can't treat them all e- equally in that sense. You try to, you treat them equally as far as what they consent to. James, I think it's, I think what you said is too complicated for him to comprehend because he's a dumbass. I, I know, I know, and it's just like I, that's the part of the conversation that's getting lost is because he won't admit to anything. We can't talk about what it is, which means no one learns anything in this situation for the players, 
that may have been able to look at this situation and like, oh man, I've done wrong in the past. Like, all right, I'm gonna chill out from here on out. Right? No one gets to learn from that. So what do y'all think about the uh the non-guilty, the two non-guilty uh court civil court decisions or whatever it was by two two different juries? What y'all think about that? No, I mean, where does that come into play now? I don't well, even know anymore. Well, because the thing is I I had the unfortunate pleasure of reading all of them. Um and I and I think I've said this before on you know on the show is there's no criminal law against sexual misconduct. But there wasn't really enough there to necessarily go forward with, you know, prosecuting him for um, sexual assault or rape, as you will. That's the difference. Um, And then I think that also the other difference is the NFL is a corporation, just like any other corporation that we work for, any of our listeners work for, where, yeah, I mean, obviously there's the the actual law of the land, if you will, but, you know, a company does have, you know, to their discretion to have a personal conduct policy. So it'll be no different if any one of our jobs, if we're just going around, you know, harassing women or to your point, James, uh, you know, you kind of broke down the distinction pretty good as far as comments or making feel uncomfortable, touching may not even necessarily has to be sexuals per se. Like it doesn't necessarily be body parts. Right. It right. could just be, you know, touching. Hu- you know, hugging for too long or right. placing a hand on the shoulder for too long. Right. Those sorts of things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so as a company. You can say, hey, you can be fired for that mm-hmm. or you can be suspended for that or pay a fine for that or whatever. So that's where the NFL comes in. Um, but the NFL is just such a big corporation that when these things get out in public, the court of public opinion or you know the Twitterverse, the metaverse, whatever you want to call it, is just going to have its snowball effect of opinions and the media is going to run with it mm. this is that's kind of the the hurricane that we've been in for the past seven months as it pertains to the deshaun watson situation so those do come into play but as with any other company they can set a higher standard to what the actual courts say and say hey we can suspend you because we have a personal conduct policy and because you brought negative attention to our company, yeah, we're going to suspend you. Right. And they, they're well within their rights to do that. But I think to your point, you know, Coach JB3, it's just, you know, they've made a clear mandate on cheating, on, you know, gambling. Mm-hmm. Performance. Because you know, Cal- Calvin Ridley is a perfect example. They exactly. made pretty clear distinctions on that. They've made pretty clear distinctions on what's considered violent sexual act so aka um uh, ray rice because i mean you know that was on video that was on yes um this is one area that it need to tighten up yeah i think that's that's fair because kareem hutt was on video too right 
Frame Hunt was on video as well. So that, you know, those were pretty clear cut. So I think this is just another phase of it or another evolution of it that needs to be tightened up from an NFL perspective. Right. Um, and, but And the thing about, about it is, is that unfortunately in, in these situations, the burden of proof is on the women, right? Yeah, so it is. It is. It is. There, I, I don't have any, he didn't put any bruises on me. There's no sign of forced entry. How can I prove that he did this? And so now it becomes of my word versus his. And that's that's what it is. And that and that's and the, the thing that makes this so alarming is that there's several my word against his. And that's what people are step, stepping back and saying, wait a minute, okay. If all of these people were against his, then he had to do something. And I right. think that's what the judge, and when when she was, you know, Sue Robinson, when she was drawing out her response to everything. Was saying, yeah, there, there, there's something going on. If I, if you take all these stories in consideration, and the few that made it to the end of this process, yeah, this is egregious type of act, and the but key nothing that they could put him in jail for. Yeah, and the key to it is, and I, and you brought it up, Coach Pace, is the the predatory nature of it. Yes, you know, so you know, it's definitely obviously you can't. It's not enough to go criminal. But from an NFL perspective, you have this personal conduct policy, like, yeah, we're well within our rights to suspend you or fine you or, you know, even kick you out of the league if, mm-hmm. you know, if they see fit. So I, so me personally, I think kicking him out of the league, I, I, I don't, I don't necessarily think that was the right answer. Um, you know, if he got suspended a year, like, okay, I mean, that's fine. Um, to me, I, I do like the fine aspect of it because that, that definitely, I think it's more of a, a tangible pain point for Deshaun mm-hmm. because it's his money. Mm-hmm. I mean, essentially, like, <laughs> he's going to be playing for, well, playing. I mean, obviously he's suspended, but, like, last year and this year, like, he basically, that $5 million just kind of wipes that all out. Mm-hmm. So, to me, I think that's, that's key. Um, but... Again, it's it's a difficult situation. I'm you know I'm glad it's kind of at least over. It's kind of some sort of conclusion, um, but again, to wrap it all up, again, athletes. Then I'm not again. I'm not advocating you do bad stuff with women, but if to coach JP three point, if Beyonce to even sit down at dinner with this woman. If you have a chance to, even if it's just business related, mm-hmm. you have to sign a non-disclosure agreement. Mm-hmm. Just protect yourself, okay? That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Another thing is too. You had a question about if he has a team around him. He does it. It's Sean Watson, oh dumbass Watson. He doesn't have like a PR team around him. So that's why every time he talks, it yeah. seems kind of like <laughs> like off the cuff and he yeah. seems kind of surprised that they asked the question because he's not prepared. So he's literally speaking like off the top of his head. So that's why he's an, that's why he's a dumbass as well. Because the fact that you again, you're a high profile athlete, you don't have like you a public a team. relations team behind you. And, and then that that makes the court of public opinion say, well. He definitely doesn't take this seriously. He's not even willing to have people help him articulate himself on what he's trying to say. 
So he doesn't even think this is as serious enough to be able to to get some coaching on this. Here, here's here's what might be a bar for you. He's not even taking it seriously enough to fake it. Exactly. Exactly. That tells you how much of a dumbass he is. Even if that's not what he thinks. The right move for you is to be remorseful. Yes. And be as quiet as you can possibly be. Mm-hmm. No, he's not. He he don't even care enough to fake it. Mm-hmm. That tells you. Like Antonio Brown. That's all. They taking they take, that's the school of Antonio Brown right there. <laughs> yes. The, I mean, yes. At Literally. least at least fake like you care. It put try, you know, try to get your Alec, put some onion in your eye or something. And give us something. He's, he's just talking around like this, and I never did anything, and I apologize to those who... He sounds like a, a robot that, that I mean, that doesn't even care about the situation, because it would have almost been better if he didn't even take the press conference. If he'd have sat down with somebody to draw up an apology and, and issued that and put that statement out and not done any conversations with media about it, it would have been better if he just did that. Yeah, but it's saying like because they were the reporters public, were trying to get them. They were trying the, to get them well, like yeah. Of course they are, but that's and, why you have a public relations team so exactly. you can get be prepared for these things. And then you got the Browns front office management over there trying. Well, you know everybody deserves second chances and everything like that. It's like no one was prepared for the moment, which just goes to show you how seriously the Browns are taking this. So it's like that. That's that's why the optics of the situation look so bad because it seems like no one is taking this as seriously as they should. So you get this kind of circus show, which is the 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 Deshaun Watson case. I don't know, man. That that dude's an idiot. That's all I got. So. Yes, yes. All right, move moving on. We we will move on. That that it just really bothers me on so many levels, and I I, I just hope the NFL gets it together to actually come up with the policy to uh, try to prevent this stuff from happening again, uh, that there is a clear punishment. So when you do uh, have third party judges, you know, judges looking at this, that they have something more concrete to go off of knowing that there's going to be other things down the pipeline and owners, coaches better be included in that policy. Don't let's not make this just a player's thing because you got owners out here, domestic violence and. Oh, and they won't. Assaults too. Not for the owners. They won't. They'll be able to do whatever they want. And that's the part that makes me very angry because, yeah, anyways. Um, we're going to close the show <laughs> a little bit of a lighter note here with our all-in call or fold. For those of you listening for the first time, uh, all-in means, I'm going to name three teams. All-in means that we believe that they're going to do just as well or better than they did last season. Call means that uh, we think that they have potential, but we got to wait and see before we make any type of uh, decisions here on how we feel about the team. Our fold is we don't believe in that team at all. They're going to be trash. They was trash last year. They're going to be trash this year. All right. And we're going to start with the Hard Knocks crew, Detroit Lions. Uh, so, fellas, what are we thinking about the Detroit Lions uh, this season? Expeditiously. <laughs> so uh you mentioned hard knocks. I watched the first episode. And I was like, you know, I mean, you know, like like the passion. And, you know, and then, then I saw the quarterback throwing the ball. And I was like, That's still Jared Goff. 
bold. Bold. Just like Carson Wentz from Hard Knocks last year. Yeah, I, I was going to give him, because I, I was going to, I was kind of, I was like, you know what? Call. I was going to be like, okay, maybe they have a little, you know. Then I saw that man throwing the ball, and I was like, yeah, no. Nah. He don't got uh, Sean McVay in his ear telling him where to throw the ball. Like, without that, nothing. Yeah. Bold. I, I wanted to call. This the the Lions because it would, it, you know it's like oh wow you know the NFC is weaker now maybe they can slide into a wild card and you know Aaron Rodgers doesn't have the weapons that he used to but I at the end of the day they're the Lions and they forced two of my favorite players of all time to retire early <laughs> and you know what's sad too because I'm watching it and because I didn't realize they had so many like former players as coaches mm. so I'm like man like this would be really nice if they could do well because I would look good for them yes. you know what I mean but yeah I, man y'all got Jerry Goff bro like that just <laughs> the third best team in their division by default and that's because Chicago doesn't know what they're doing anymore yeah Chicago is a dumpster fire, right? So, so I, I'll go ahead and fold on the Lions. I, I wish them well. I hope they surprise me, but I don't think they will. Uh, next is the Los Angeles Chargers. All in, call or fold? Okay. Their division is too, too. Their division is too tough. So I don't even know where they're going to land because they could be. They could be number one. They also could be number four. I don't really know. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> Natty T wrestling with it. This was tough. A whole bunch of injured players that like to get injured on their team. Just throwing that out there between Bosa, Mac, James. Austin Eckler always gets hurt. One or two games. I'm going to say fold. Fold. Ooh. Yikes. Man, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Forget it. I think the Raiders are going to win that division. Mm. Bold predictions. Heard it here first on the coach. I really do. I think the Raiders are going to win the division. I mean, obviously, everybody's healthy and all that, but I think the Raiders are going to win that division. And then I think it's going to be a battle for second between Denver and Kansas City, and I think the, I think the Chargers will will be outside looking in because I think not that they're going to have like a Detroit Lions s season, right. I think they could be like a what like a seven and ten type, but I just think they'll just be just on the outside looking in. That's why I'm gonna go forward because obviously they have playoff expectations and aspirations, so that's why I'm going forward. Ooh, I'm a call. I'm a call this one. I I'm not 100% sold on the Broncos in the division and seeing that three teams could possibly make it from that division. That's why I'm I'm going to see because I, I'm not sold on the Broncos offense. I know they'll be better with Russell Wilson at quarterback, but does he have the proper folks surrounding him? Uh, you know, I think it was a Cortland Sutton that got you know injured. Uh, they don't have Noah Fant anymore at tight end. And and so looking at Jerry Judy can only do so much damage. You know, you got um, with Melvin Gordon and um, uh, James, what's his name? Uh, as another running back. 
Yeah. Yeah. So like I I I take Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen, and Mike Williams over Russell Wilson's weapons any day, which makes me think, and they sharpened up the defense in, in LA with you know Khalil Mack and stuff. So I, I think they could make it, but they're on call right now for me. They could slide into the playoffs, a wild card, maybe. They're not going to get anything more than a wild card, but they could slide into the wild card. All right, last but not least, the Atlanta Falcons. Second pick in the draft. I don't know where they're going to be, but they're going to be top three or five. You ain't got to worry about that. Fold them like a cheap tent. <laughs> you don't believe in Marcus Mariota? I don't believe in him since uh, he played Ohio State. <laughs> I didn't even believe in him when he won Heisman. Oh, okay. We're folding. We're folding. Even in a weak NFC. Okay. All right. All right. Well, yeah, but they're like they're but they're 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 the weakest of the week. <laughs> Atlanta. Saints, Tampa Bay, and Carolina. Carolina, yeah. No, they division. You talking about NFC? They need to get the division first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I know. I, I, I want to see. It. It's fun when the NFL is fun when Atlanta does well, just because I like Atlanta. But it, I just don't. I'm. They don't have a clear direction. You know, they held on to Matty Ice for so long, and they finally said goodbye to him. And having Marcus Mariota, who is a good quarterback, but not their future. And so because they don't have that answer, Calvin Ridley's not there anymore. They, I mean, I I totally believe um in their tight end. I think he's he's a he's he's dope. Kyle Pitts, like he's he's dope. So they got something, but they don't know. Oh, well, I think ironically, I think they have chosen a direction. It's a it's a rebuild. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, they just I don't think have at this point. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a rebuild, and that's why they got Mar- you know Mariota, Mariota, however you want to say it, because um, I think they're looking at. I don't, especially in this year's draft, I don't think they saw. You know, it was a weaker quarterback draft, if you will. Yeah. Next year will be better, or even two years from now will be better because you're gonna have, um, what's his name, the the kid at USC now, the one that transferred, Caleb, Caleb Williams. Hmm. You know, you have that kid, you have, you know, Bryce, you Bryce. have, you know, you have, um, what's the same from Ohio State? Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Yes, yes. Um, it's just a more, a better quarterback pool. So I think they're just saying, you know what, not that we're punting on the season, but, you know, we get a low draft pick. This upcoming draft or these next two drafts, Okay, we already got one piece with Kyle Pitts. Let's just kind of rebuild the team mm-hmm. and go from there. Um, yeah. so that's what I think they're doing, which I think is smart because I, I think they probably kept Matt Ryan maybe like a year or two too long. Yep, they did exactly what Pittsburgh did. Hell yeah, on. I think they, they should have probably moved on from him a little earlier. Not to say that he's bad, but just to, just to kind of go in a different direction because he's, he's a veteran quarterback. I mean, he's more tailor-made for a team – like Indianapolis. Yes. Who can not win? like a rebuild, like let's see what we can do, but he's a veteran. Like you're just kind of wasting his 
you know, last few years in the league. See, they should have just moved off him. Exactly. Trade him to like a contender or something, you know. But okay. So we got two folds across the board and then a little bit of a split on the on the chargers. So we're we'll see what happens moving forward. Uh, but thank you all for joining us on another show. Bye for Coach Natty T, Coach Pace, and Coach Murph, Coach JP3. Stay blessed, stay safe, and please be smart out there. If you didn't learn anything else from this episode, please be smart out there and what y'all doing. Please don't. All right, y'all, peace. <laughs>